two scared siblings. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> D- trying to sound upbeat. Yep. Is what I'm doing. That's what we're very upbeat today. Hmm. Yes. Oh my god. Gosh, I'm so tired. I am too. Good golly. <sighs> I'm afraid of the internet. <laughs> this is, I'm just gonna launch right into this right now. Oh. The, I am like, afraid of Twitter. Well, Twitter is kind of like hard. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it's real. It's hard to tell when someone's responding to you or not. I mean, I'm new to Twitter. Like, I always had one, but I just like just barely got started into using it. Yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Like, I feel like that shit happens a lot, especially on Twitter, where you're bombarded with messages from people <laughs> all the time who didn't like check your profile. So, yeah. yeah. So what I did by accident was. I misgendered somebody on Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah. So that, you felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, talk to them. Yeah. I uh, admire their podcast. Yeah. But instead, I alienated them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Like, I, I feel like, I've been on the internet for, like, a while now, and, like, social media websites. Like, Tumblr is, like, really... Um, like like you get bombarded by a lot of info all the time right so like i it's it happens a lot and it's fine Mm -hmm. the best thing to do always when you do that is just to like apologize and move on and that's what we did Mm -hmm. like i was like going to take down the post but yeah um, i asked to yeah i realized like yeah it's better that we asked because then it's like um instead of erasing your mistake you're owning owning up yeah you're owning up to it and then you're asking them and you're like giving yeah. them the decision yeah no i feel like it should be their decision if they prefer that not to be like up or not yeah yeah so yeah that was definitely First not the way i everything. wanted to talk to them no. but we did get to talk to them yeah <laughs> andrea is still starstruck just i am from, like, talking i'm so to star- them. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's, uh. it was, it's cute oh <clears throat> but like yeah. so <laughs> what are you yeah. afraid of i'm afraid of mm, Huh. Well, I used to be afraid of like. Hmm. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I am a fearless motherfucker. <laughs> um, I guess like <sighs> dreams where I'm naked. I hate those. Oh yeah, those. Those are horrible. Not no good. No. Okay, and, like, so that this happens week a lot. I went deep and you went. <laughs> yeah, and I was like just straight up. Yeah. Well, it, I like it. It's horrible, that it, vulnerability in dreams. I can't stand it. Yeah. How dare they I'm never naked in dreams. See me naked. I'm often looking for a bathroom in dreams. <laughs> like That's probably because you have to pee in real life. I yeah. do. It is. And that's when I know because I'm like half waking up and I'm like, I should probably go pee. And not in the bed. Yeah. And not keep up with this dream because the dreams just get frustrating because what it is is you try and you try but like you can't find like a private stall yeah you can't find a toilet that you want to use because the urine just won't come yeah that happens a lot but for me also like incorporated in it there there's always like elements yeah there will be like a stall that isn't private and there will be a bunch of people around yeah or there will be like a toilet that's like overflowing and i would have to like or like Ugh. really disgusting and, and I have, have to, to like hover and I can't bring myself to do that no, no. yeah 
I understand. Yeah, so that's a reasonable fear. I mean, it's your body's way of protecting you from pissing your bed, so that's good at least. <laughs> that yeah. is good, yeah. Yeah. It, it's worked. It does. Every it does single time. Out. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Andrea's just like trying to make sure you know she doesn't piss I the bed. I do not wet the bed. Still. Yeah. <laughs> that ended at least two weeks ago. At least. Yeah. I'm a new woman. Yeah. <laughs> A less soggy one. <laughs> yeah, one with a better mattress. Yeah. So we got a listener email. We did. Um, so Hex. Yeah, from Hex, one of our patrons. Hex emailed. Yes. And so they said, hey again, and to begin with, mm. because they email us uh, regularly. There's a tilde. <laughs> There's I'm so a proud. tilde. Yes. Ren's favorite punctuation-y thing. It is. Uh, so they write, at the time of writing this, I've just woken up. So my apologies if this isn't as coherent as usual, but I just had a, in brackets, maybe, probably, gory cat dream. Though fortunately the cat involved, named Angel, was already dead in the dream and has been dead for quite some time now here in the waking world. Oh. Yeah. I think that's because yeah. you were talking about your Oh, yeah, the dead cat of my dream. cats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't recall the circumstances of his death within the dream, but his body was intact, so I assume it may... I assume it may have been peaceful, so at least that part may have been better than reality. In reality, my mom accidentally hit him, backing out to go to work. No. It was early morning, so it was still dark, and she didn't know he was there. He died quickly, but my poor mother was so distraught over it, which I can't blame her for. Oh, that would be devastating. I would die. Absolutely. I might actually die right there. I would have a heart attack. As soon as I felt the lump under there, I just feel like my whole life crashing down uh, yeah. on me. I'd I would like, get no. out of the car and be like, that's it. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd just like take off the brake and lay down behind the car like by my cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just let it roll over me. We'll die together. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad. So they Poor write. Mom. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm glad it was like She's tougher than hit. I am. Um, yeah. Because if she was just distraught, I would. No. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. We're, we're like talking about like offing ourselves. Like, we love our cats so pretty much. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, it wasn't her fault. So I'm no. not surprised she was so distraught. Oh my gosh. So they Aww. said, anyways, so I had his body and was trying to bury him in the rain because apparently my subconscious wanted to hit every cliche there is. <laughs> I buried him too shallow, however, however, and when I came back to the site, presumably the next day, mice had burrowed under the ground to him and had partially, partially unearthed him for some reason. What? Angered, I threw rocks at them to scare them off before trying to re-enter, a re-enter yeah. angel. I was like, wait, what? Re-enter. Um, re-enter angel who... Somehow had partially already decomposed. Weird. Not sure why, but I tried to just cover him up with more mud and that failed. So I tried to move the body, presumably to dig, and somehow it cleanly snapped into two halves lengthwise as though a cross section had been made. Not sure how, as I recall picking him up from the bottom as to support him, but this is a dream. Why would it start making sense now? Right. Good point. Yeah. By this point, he was almost completely skeletal with maybe small bits of fur and skin still attached. I hadn't noticed until I looked to the side and saw half of his skull still embedded in the ground and then continued looking to see the rest, immediately becoming distressed at the fact that I wouldn't be able to bury him whole. And by this time, I guess my parents had come out to investigate. 
By this point, I'm desperately trying to bury his remains again, crying, probably wiping at my face with no regard to the fact that I'm all muddy or to the fact I have been handling decaying cat remains (laughs) the whole time. And my dad joined me in trying to return him to the earth, and he started talking to the remains as though he were talking directly to Angel, telling him it was time to sleep and how he'd be able to sleep really well now or something along that line. And I know I joined in on that, but I can't recall what I said. I'm unsure what mom was doing, but that's probably due to my laser focus on the task at hand. Unfortunately, there's no clean ending here as I woke up before it could really be resolved, but I suppose that leaves the ending to be whatever I want it to be. Hey. Yeah. Like he was magically revived and is no longer decaying. And yeah, he's very fine. happy and lives a long, joyful life. A happy, healthy cat now. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that that's my own insert ending. Really bad day, and he's over it. Yeah, <laughs> he got better. In my sleepy haze, I forgot to state that I didn't approve of the fact that the cat was an indoor-outdoor cat in the first place. Yeah. We've had pretty much all of our cats that way, and I fucking hate it. Anyways, yeah. Oh, yeah, (laughs) no. I remember uh, talking to Hex about this, yeah, because, like, it's always, like, the other family members who insist on it. I feel like it's, like, a very old-fashioned belief, too. Like, with older family members specifically, they really just automatically put cats outside. Yeah. Because I guess, I mean, they don't realize it's way less safe now yeah we had like our first cat was an indoor outdoor cat yeah and yeah yeah i mean the first indoor cats we had were like yeah well not till i was 13 so yeah i'm glad we kept them indoors because goodness gracious but like i i mean i've just heard from people i was friends with someone who had like a terrible family honestly terrible people and they used to talk about like catching people's uh outdoor cats and traps and like driving them out to the middle of nowhere and just leaving them there, right? Yeah. And they also talked about, like, spinning the cats around by their tails until it came off and shit. And I was oh, just my like, God. Yeah, no, these people were fucked up. When I was hearing this and I was, like, 10 years old, I was like, how is this okay? And I was, like, until talking to my friend off? about it. Yeah, they spun a cat, like, not in front of me. Uh, they did this when they were, like, like, her family member did this while he was younger and, like, spun this cat by the tail until the tail just came off and that's like pulling half your spine apart oh my god yeah so i can't think about it yeah no we we can move forward from that but like thanks for sharing hex because i have a lot of dreams like that too and it's nice to hear about other people going through it yeah 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 i'm not the only one who's just like obsessed with my cat's (laughs) well-being you i think you should go first okay because then i can end with something something a bit lighter yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's it's creepy. But yeah, yeah, so today for you, we have first a mysterious uh, death. Mysterious death circumstances. Two mysterious deaths. Yes, there was a lot of death. <laughs> Two whole death. <laughs> so, the mysterious deaths of Chris uh, Kramers and Lisanne Froon. I believe that's how it's pronounced. It. Kramers, yeah. This is the creepiest story ever. Is it? Yeah. It's so creepy. Yeah, it is actually really eerie. So, Chris Kramers and Lisanne Froon were Dutch students who died on or shortly after April 1st, so like April Fool's Day, 2014, while hiking in Panama. After an extensive search, portions of their bodies were found a few months later. 
Their cause of death could not be determined definitively, but Dutch authorities working with forensics and search rescue investigators thought likely the students had accidentally fallen from a cliff after becoming lost. However, the circumstances and aftermath of their disappearance have resulted in much speculation about the cause of death. Foul play could not be entirely ruled out, and Panamanian officials came under fire for allegedly mishandling the disappearance and aftermath. Like, apparently the cops were just shit about this. Further investigation into the case in 2017 uncovered enough new evidence to suggest foul play, as well as a possible link to other murders in the area. Ugh. Yeah. So, like, a little bit about the girls. Uh, Lisanne Froon, 22, was described as aspiring, optimistic, intelligent, and a passionate volleyball player, and Chris Kramer's, 21, as open, creative, and responsible. Both grew up in Amersfoort. Uh, Froon had just graduated with, like, a degree in applied sciences from Deventer the previous September, and Kramer's had just completed her studies in cultural social education, specializing in art education at the University of Utrecht. So, only a few weeks prior to leaving for Panama, Froon had moved in with Kramer's in a dorm room in Amersfoort, and they worked together at the cafe-slash-restaurant called, like, In Den Kleinenhop or something. I like it. I like it, too. It's very catchy, yeah. People say, like... And I used to think German and, like, uh, Dutch and stuff, like, because they're similar. They can um, sound similar, yeah. Were not pretty languages. But then I, I don't know. They can, they Recently, are. Recently, yeah. German has started sounding attractive. I mean, if it's pronounced, like, <laughs> correctly by someone with, like, the, the smooth accent there, it it sounds, like, good. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, a, it's not actually an ugly language. So they had both saved up money for six months and planned to go to Panama together on a special trip to learn Spanish. As well as something, like, to do something of significance for the locals, particularly, like, volunteering with children. And the trip was also supposed to be a reward to Froon for graduating. So, they had a bit build up there, yeah. Didn't turn out well. Kramers and Froon arrived in Panama for a six-week vacation on March 15th, 2014. It didn't turn out well? Yeah, you don't say. I thought the this mysterious was going to be a deaths. good happy ending. Yeah, no, I, I guess the, the the title kind of spoils how that goes. Oh, right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, deaths. Mysterious oh. deaths is not always good. Okay. No, but they are mysterious. Um, yeah, so they arrived March 15th, 2014. They toured Panama for two weeks before arriving in Boquette on March 29th to live with a local family for a month while volunteering with children. Yeah, my cat's, my cat's getting <laughs> all up in here. Hi, baby girl. You I was can't. trying to do that while you were... Yeah, I know. I was trying to make but it she smooth. was, like, right on... Yeah, there's no smooth way it's to re- smooth. reject her from her favorite place. No. Poor girl. I know. But, yeah, so they wrote on... Um, yeah, so on April 1st, Wait, where the shit went down. Sure. Yeah, I, I did the tour, yeah. Oh, like, right, while volunteering with children, yeah. So... They're in Boquette, uh, living with a local family for a month while volunteering with children. And on April 1st, they went hiking with their uh, host's dog around 11 o'clock near the clouded forests that surrounded the Baru volcano, possibly the trail of Pianista, not far from Boquette. They wrote on Facebook that they intended to walk around Boquette, and it was reported that they had been seen having brunch with two young Dutch men before embarking on the trail. Okay. Yep. Their hosts became alarmed when their dog returned home that night without the young women. That is alarming. Yeah, so the dog came back. Uh, Froon's parents stopped receiving receiving text messages, which both women had been sending to their families daily. And on the morning of April 2nd, Froon and Kramer's missed an appointment with a local guide. 
On April 3rd, authorities began aerial searches of the forest, and local residents began searching too. So on April 6th, the parents of Kramers and Froon arrived in Panama along with police, dog units, and detectives from the Netherlands to conduct a full-scale search of the forests for 10 days. The parents offered a $30,000 reward for, like, I guess anyone who knew anything or could give them a tip, yeah. <clears throat> I can see that. Yeah, just in case they were abducted or something. So 10 weeks later a local woman turned in Froon's blue backpack, which she said she had found in a rice paddy by a riverbank near her village of Alto Romero in the Bocas del Toro region, which is kind of weird. Is that far from where they were? I mean, it's, I don't know, but it sounds like it was, yeah, like in, in a different place. Like, So they got pretty far. Yeah, parts of their items were like moved around, okay. it sounds like, which is creepy. Um... She, uh, this person who found the backpack said she was sure it had not been there the day before. Okay, that's weird. That's creepy, What day yeah. is that that they, she found it? Sorry. That, no, no worries. Uh, it was 10 weeks after what? April 6th. So okay. yeah, so whoever had this backpack, like, had it for a while. And, and it just they showed were, up there. like, dead probably long before that yeah. backpack showed up. Yeah, exactly. So that's why that's weird. Yeah, that that's fucking sense. creepy. Yeah, like, it should have yeah it's weird it should, yeah and it was moved like it was like someone had done something to them and took it the backpack and, and then, then just like, like 10 weeks it. later ditched it far away yeah 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 so the backpack contained two pairs of sunglasses 83 dollars us in cash so they didn't take money Froon's passport a water bottle Froon's camera two bras and the women's phones all packed dry and in good condition the women's phones showed that some hours after the start of their hike Someone had dialed 112, which is the international emergency number, and 911, the emergency number in Panama. And here. And everywhere. Yeah. Like a a lot of places. Yeah. So the first distress call had been made just hours after beginning their hike. One from Kramer's phone, uh, iPhone, at 439, and shortly after that, one from Froon's Samsung Galaxy at 451. None of the calls had gone through due to a lack of reception in the area except for one 911 call attempt on April 3rd that lasted for a little over a second before breaking up. Oh, no. Yeah, I know, right? Like, after April 5th, uh, Froon's phone battery became exhausted after, like, 5 o'clock and was not used again. Kramer's iPhone would not make any more calls either, but was intermittently turned on to search for reception. After April 6th, multiple attempts of a false PIN code were entered into the iPhone. It never received the correct code again. One report showed that between uh, the 7th and the 10th of April, there were 77 emergency call attempts with the iPhone. Holy shit. On April 11th, the phone was turned on at 10.51 and was turned off for the last time at 11.56. So it sounds like someone maybe happened upon them, couldn't get their pin code. Yeah. And like kept trying like really there was weird. a theory i don't know if you mentioned this like later on too but that that um mm-hmm. that kramers died and so lizanne had her phone and like lizanne Froon to... had her phone and didn't have the pin shit like she survived longer if they died due to natural circumstances. natural circumstances yeah if it was right but mm-hmm. there's some weird shit like Froon's, yeah, so, like, the photos. Froon's camera contained photos from April 1st, the day they went on the hike, suggesting that the women had taken a trail at the overlook of the Continental Divide and wandered into some wilderness hours before their first attempt to reach 911. 
but with no signs of anything unusual. On April 8th, 90 flash photos were taken between 1 and 4, apparently deep in the jungle and in near-complete darkness. A few photos show that they are possibly near a river or ravine. Some show a twig with plastic bags and candy wrappers on top of a rock. Another shows what looks like toilet paper and a mirror on another rock. And another shows the back of Kramer's head with what looks like blood by her temple. And these are, like, I was watching uh, a little, like, video on this, and uh, the photos are kind of weird. Like, one is just, like, a weird snapshot of the ground in the dark. Like, yeah. it's just strange. I saw them, too, and a yeah. lot of them look like they were just taking pictures to light their way when they were trying to walk. Yeah, like, if they So didn't... it's just, like, pictures of the ground. Yeah, like, if they're, like, if they didn't know how to use the flashlight function yeah, or something. Like, like that's kind of weird, right? It's weird not it's to so use, weird. but maybe the flashlight function would have kill their battery faster yeah maybe like that's true too yeah so the discovery of the backpack led to new searches along the curebra um kramer's jean shorts zipped and neatly folded were found atop a rock on the opposite bank of the tributary a few kilometers away from where frun's backpack had been discovered although later witnesses would claim the jeans were not neatly folded but found in the river itself two months later closer to where the backpack was discovered a pelvis and a boot with a foot inside were found. Soon, at least 33 widely scattered bones were discovered along the same riverbank. DNA testing confirmed they belonged to Froon and Kramer's. Froon's bones still had some skin attached to them, but Kramer's bones appeared to have been bleached. A a Panamanian forensic anthropologist later claimed that, and this is weird, under magnification, quote, there are no discernible scratches of any kind on the bones, neither of natural nor cultural origin. There are no marks on the bones at all. Yep. Yeah. Which um, is unusual. Yeah. yeah, it's really weird. Apparently, and bleaching yeah. apparently takes a lot. Yeah, it takes time. a long time, right? But they would have died fairly close to each other, right? Like you yeah. think. I read something where they had Kathy Rakes. Oh, yeah. Actually weigh in on this. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and she was like, it would take a long time for the bones to bleach. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, and that's weird. And she's a forensic anthropologist, so. So that's kind of her specialist. Bones. She yeah. wrote bones. <laughs> yeah, because she's actually legit. Um, yeah, no, that's so weird. Yeah. Like, how how much later did one die than the other? Um, it just doesn't make sense. So... The police apparently had lacked desire for immediate action. These are just a few, like, uh, uh, facts from the case. Uh, The girls had told no one where they were going when they left. Yeah, like, indicating it would be short walk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they they were planning on just coming back, probably, to their host's house. So there's one, they found images on the phone. There was one image they could not find. Uh, image 509 which was, like, between oh, was... the last daytime image and the first nighttime image. Right, it was deleted, yep. right? Why would yeah, you it was del- one why image. Why would you waste time and battery deleting like an image when you're just taking pictures to... To, like, light your way. Light or, your way. Or document it. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. And they could never recover it, so they could never find this <clears> one <throat> image out of all of them. And so there's a theory that someone was, like, following the girls... And uh, there was, like, a lot, like, extreme police mismanagement. They weren't tracking prints on, like, found on the items throughout the investigation. And they missed a lot of things like that during the first 24 hours. So there's, like, unidentified fingerprints on the backpack as a result of this. And, yeah, another teenage girl uh, later went missing in, like, the same similar area. Like, she was found strangled to death. And they think that that might be linked. 
Like, so I saw a lot of discussion like on Reddit and stuff, right? Yeah. And it's like basically some people were like, no, this trail is really hard to get lost. They probably yeah. met with um, foul play. And then some people were like, actually, if you go on this trail, it's really easy to get lost. Especially Like if you go off the trail and start going. Because they've got these things. I think they call them monkey bridges. Okay. So are they just and like they are literally, bridges? They are literally a wire. Oh, gosh. And then two wires. Um, so you walk on the one wire hold while on holding onto two wires. You're basically tightrope walking, I could and not they go do that. over uh, really fast, rushing, dangerous oh. rivers in this area. And so, what they like? Some of the theories are that like um, Kramer's fell, and that's why she had Lizanne had to start using her phone. Yeah, there are like some pictures that kind of show someone laying on their back on the ground like Lizanne took a picture of Chris Kramer's right and yeah so yeah it's just a lot of but there's just some eerie stuff yeah it's really eerie like why that one photo is missing why like why were one set of bones bleached because that would take a long long time and why did they go so far yeah. And, like, they had planned on being back within just, like, a couple hours. So they were obviously only planning on taking a short walk. It doesn't make sense for them to go off the trail without any preparation. Because apparently, I think I read something that, about them being somewhat experienced hikers. And they would never have gone off trail off trail without, like, more food and water and like all yeah the, like taking more of their necessities yeah. with them yeah all the stuff that you need and what's with the picture of the toilet paper and like the candy wrappers it's just like it looks what? like maybe they're trying to like if somebody was gonna start searching for them oh to like leave it like yeah leave signs and at least this way they know if they're going in circles too yeah that, that'd be smart if that's the case mm-hmm. but like it's just so weird about the bones, and it's so weird about the picture of the back of Chris's head with the yeah. bloodied temple. Like, if she fell off a cliff, yeah, you'd think there'd be a little bit more going on there. Like, well, that's what they think. She probably just like slipped there. on some rocks crossing, crossing like a like, stream. Yeah, but then there was a picture like of her, her after it happened. So yeah. yeah, she must have. Yeah, it's just it's a and huge she was mystery. Injured and- I don't know. Well, and the it's new weird. evidence, new evidence that came out in 2017, like, suggests that it, like, it's making a good case for foul play. Yeah. And it's just really weird that be that could be the case. It'd be really interesting if they did find that it was foul. Like, not, not good, obviously, but, like, it'd be interesting if they found at least more information that conclusively said it was either they died of natural causes and this is what happened and why yeah. they went out so unprepared, or they conclusively could say, yeah, they died of foul play. It would just be nice yeah. to know one way or the other. Yeah, especially for their families and the people who care about them, right? Like, yeah. I would, like, it's bad enough having a family member die, but then, like, never knowing Why what the fuck happened. Yeah. 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 So that one's a little sad, but Andrea has something, something to perk us up. Yes. It's yes. Bog bodies. Bog bodies, <laughs> which is perky. It's it was actually suggested perky. by Hex. Yes, that was Hex's suggestion. Thank you yeah. for the suggestion. It, yeah. it gives us uh, fun ideas. You guys can always email in with suggestions. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if there's something you want to hear about but you don't want to research, we will do that for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, your, we're your Wikipedia. We are. And Wikipedia is our Wikipedia. It is. Yes. I gave them $3. <laughs> whose Wikipedia I felt... is Wikipedia? The people. The people. <laughs> <laughs> Society. 
<laughs> the proletariat. Okay. Yeah. So bog bodies. Woo! Woo! Delicious. Delicious I mean, bog bodies. That's what Andrea thinks of them whenever she finds one. Just, whenever there's a bog, I just kind of have to hold her back. She's I'm always like, in the bog. The tasties. My tasties await. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just pulls I'm, one out. I do. Licks. Lick, lick. Start lick. munching. Mm-hmm. It's like beef jerky. Yeah, the detritus attached is just delicious. It's free beef jerky. Mm-hmm, yeah. We're so classy. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's tell you about the, the bodies of the bog. Bodies of the bog. So basically, bog body. a bog body is a human cadaver that has been naturally mummified in a peat bog. So Wild. the conditions of the surrounding area of a bog for this to happen... Basically, it's highly acidic water, low temperature, lack of oxygen. Right. So this preserves, but severely tans the skin. So when you find them, they're like... They look like mummies. They look like beef jerky. Yeah. Which is why I get confused. And that's why you shouldn't use tanning beds a lot. (laughs) That too. Yeah, you too will become the jerky. (laughs) Um, So in these conditions, bones tend to dissolve because of the high acidity, but skin and internal organs are retained. Wow. So here's one. Ooh. The Cashel Man. This is maybe the oldest one found. Ooh. Yeah, he... So he's a classic. He's a classic bog body. Mm. Uh, he was found in Kulnamona Bog in Cashel in early 2011, and he's a young adult male. He floated to the top of the bog, and when he did that, this is his first exposure for the first time in thousands of years. He's over 4,000 years old. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, he had deep cuts to his back and a severely damaged spine, and the bones in his arm were shattered. So they're thinking he was probably a ritual sacrifice. What? And he was unearthed kind of when they were using a milling machine in there. Yeah. Which kind of battered his body even more. Oh. It kind of sucks. Yeah, because then you're not sure what cause of death originally was. And he's like a 4,000-year-old. Yeah. That would have been like an artifact. Yeah, Yeah, an artifact, basically. Yeah. Then there is the Kehausen boy. Ooh. He was recovered in 1922 in Germany. He was a young boy of seven or eight years old. He was brutally stabbed to death in the neck and his arms and legs were bound. Oh, my gosh. And he had defense wounds on his hands. Oh. So oh, he was murdered. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Then there's Red Franz. What? He was called Red Franz because he had a mane of shocking red hair. Wow. He was found in New Versen. New, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, New Versen. Yeah. <laughs> around 35 years old when he died. His hair was probably blonde in his lifetime, and then the peat in the bogs dyes it red. Oh, wow. Which is why it's pretty red hair. Like shocking red, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. He had a slit throat. Mm. Um, so he was killed, obviously. Uh, but what they found is weird is that he actually walked off an arrow to the sh- his shoulder before he died. Oh. And then he had his throat slit, and he didn't walk that off. No. No, it's hard to walk I, those off. I find it hard to shake it off, but like, <laughs> sometimes hard. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, sometimes you're like, I can get through this, and sometimes you're like, no, I, I'm just bleeding no, out. No, this has just been like the final straw. It's, it's been it. a rough day. <laughs> I was fired at work, and, shot and now my arrow. throat is slit. Yeah, yeah, shot by an arrow. <laughs> now I'm bleeding to death and choking on my blood. And no. Yeah, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go find a bog I'm going to go die. on my vent blog about it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then there's the Windaby girl. 
which is actually most likely a boy. Okay, so they couldn't tell. Not at first, no. But now they're thinking. Um, I think they thought it like it was so it was a mistaken identity is what they brought up, and they're thinking maybe they thought it was a certain a certain person. person. Yeah, Yeah. who was a girl? Who was a girl? And then they it's not her. Yeah. Uh, There was a blindfold on the body. They're thinking that it was a willing human sacrifice. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, that seems to happen with bog bodies a lot. I remember hearing about them. Like, a lot of them seemed to be, like, from a long time ago, like, ritual sacrifice yeah. where they just were expected to, like, walk into the bog and die. Yeah. Weird. Uh, there was no sign of struggle, just some malnourishment. So it's not clear how he died. Yeah. He might have just died in the bog. Yeah. Like, yikes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Then there's the Renswaren man. Ooh. He was found in the German town of Kiel. Okay. He was between 40 and 50 years old when he died, and he was murdered by a blow to the head. So at least they knew in that case. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these are murders. Yeah, well, a bog would be a good place to stash them, except for the whole preservation thing. Probably a lot of people, like, murderers don't know about that. They think they'll just, like, get dissolved like a river like if you dump them in the ocean or a river or something but But then they can come back up and then they can find cause of death yeah because they're perfectly preserved but not a lot of i would imagine not a lot of like um evidence would be left not evidence as to who did it exactly so i guess it's not a bad idea because it depends yeah (laughs) it depends on what you're going for so there's the poor smost man oh he's basically just bones Oh. His skull had an arrow embedded it, so they're thinking... All these arrows. I know. Um, they're pretty old. Yeah. A lot, most of these bodies. Yeah, like 2011 or something. <laughs> yeah, like so old. Back when I we mean... used arrows. <laughs> yeah, last month. Yeah. <laughs> We've moved on. Yeah. They're thinking he died like in an execution or an ambush. Yeah. The shot to his head didn't kill him though. Wow. He was shot a second time to his heart and that killed him. Oh, jeez. So he walked off the shot to head. That does sound <laughs> like it was more ambush than execution, but maybe. I don't know. These maybe people were like, tough. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking about, like, arrow in the head, and he's just like. He's like, whatever. That all you got? <laughs> and then they shoot him in the heart, and he's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I respect you more now. <laughs> I, yeah. I will die this time. Yeah. There's the Dotkin man, or Dotkin man. yeah. So his head was found a distance from his body, which was staked to the ground. What? They're thinking he was killed around the time when people feared that bodies would reanimate and stalk the earth post-mortem. Which is kind of still a fear. Yeah. Hence zombie movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He was beaten and stabbed to death. So he was murdered um, and staked to the ground. Gosh. So murdered by somebody who was afraid of vampires. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Wow. He became basically, the weird circumstances, uh, he became a sweaty, meaty tube of putrid flesh. Ew. Due to the pressure from the bog. Yeah, like he just turned into a tube. Oh, no. Ew. A human tube. Oh, my gosh. That sounds horrible. It's pretty gross. That's very Junjito. Oh, my gosh. That's so gross. What? What? Oh, it's like a horror manga artist that like does oh. these like horrific like body horror scenes. I, I just picturing it it's so gross. Yeah. Oh wow. Ew. <laughs> then there's the Lindo man. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most well-known um, bog bodies. Basically, they know most about him. 
because they were able to like look at his stomach. His last meal was a piece of bread. Wow. They s- discovered that he actually suffered from intestinal parasites. Huh. Which probably wasn't that rare. Well, I mean, especially if you're living around a bog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So he was first rendered unconscious by two blows to the head, and then he was garroted, and then his throat was slit, and then what? his body was thrown into the bog. So someone was determined. And then I found another thing on him. What? Where they also found mistletoe in his stomach. What? So he was poisoned, knocked out, garroted, and throat slit. Because he was Man. apparently uh, immortal. Yeah, it was this <laughs> Rasputin. Like. That's what I was thinking <laughs> yeah. of. Like, wait, is like, there gunshots too? Yeah. W- uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. He was discovered in 1980, and he's been passed from museum to museum. And he's known to be a 25-year-old citizen of first century A.D. Rome. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Cool, right? Yeah. Wow. Then there's the Boxton Man. He was found in 1936. They think he's probably been there since the 1300s. Wow. They originally thought his bone injuries were from being crushed by the weight of the bog. Right. But then another doctor took a look and there, uh, sorry, a professor, Claes Lauritsen. Okay. Uh, was like, actually, no, he was cruelly beaten to death with a blunt instrument. Thanks, Professor. Thank you. <laughs> First, he was hit twice with enough force to shatter his skull, and then while laying face down on the ground, he was killed by a final strike to the back of the head. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Lots of murderers. And yeah. Bombs. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not <laughs> shocking. I mean, like, most of them probably didn't just walk into a bog and die, but, like, <laughs> it seemed like a couple did. That's true. I mean, I guess if you're finding a body in a bog, it probably wasn't, like, buried there. Yeah. Um, and given a funeral. Yeah. And they probably didn't just walk into a bog. And just, like. And just die. Give up. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So then there are the Boromos bodies. Ooh. These are three bodies that were discovered between the years of 1946 and 1948. They were first uh, so well preserved. They were uh, the first one was so well preserved. They thought it was a recent murder victim. Wow! They found out he had been hung, and his femur and skull had been shattered. Ow! So two of the bodies were actually bog bodies. Right. Basically, the second one was found with the remains of a baby. Oh! And had died a cleaner death, but the baby wasn't a bog body. So it's like they went in there with. baby remains oh and then they died or something so maybe they went to like preserve their baby's remains and then they just got swamped or something maybe although i mean that first one was hung yeah so that's (laughs) really weird that's so weird and uh, so the first one was yeah the first one was a a woman i think so uh, she had been treated really roughly prior to her death her the back of her head had been scalped oh and her face had been crushed wow yeah. Okay. What the fuck? Okay, so actually, no. The second one didn't have a cleaner death. The second one was the woman. The baby had had a cleaner death. Okay. So it's like they went in there with the baby already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really strange. Then why did she have this happen to her? I don't know. That's so weird, like scalping and so, Like, what? Okay. And then there's Boris Lazarev. Yeah. This is an actual guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was a World War II fighter pilot, and he was found with plane wreckage, it, with his plane wreckage in a Russian swamp. Oh. 
Yeah. So he lost his feet from the impact of the crash. His feet were found in the cockpit of the plane. Ew. His face was smashed in from hitting the plane's instrument panel. Yeah. And the swamp goo, gasoline, and oil from the engines preserved him and the plane and his belongings. Wow. Thanks, yeah. Swamp Goo. Yeah. We should be putting that in face creams. And he was found in, in 1998. Oh, my goodness. Swamp Goo face creams? Yeah. I mean, you can buy uh, <laughs> facial masks that are made entirely out of snail slime. Gross. It apparently is great for the skin, but I'm, like, a little bit, like, reserved in my desire to, like, smear it on myself. What is snail slime? Is that, like, mucus? Yeah, like, the mucus they leave behind their trails and I just, don't... like, their their skin slimes. It's probably expensive then, hey, because I can't imagine. Um, you can get it for pretty cheap, like, 50 bucks for a big thing oh. online. Yeah. It's more popular in, like, various East Asian countries. Maybe I should try it. I'll I was let, thinking about it. And then I'll let everybody know how it worked out. Yeah. Well, I'll shove you into a bog and we'll see which <laughs> one does it better. Okay. Swamp goo? Snail goo. Uh, okay. I guess. So. I mean, I can get on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sleep on it. Yeah. I will. Okay. Uh, and then there's the Rost girl. She was a tiny toddler found in oh, Germany. Oh, no. Her remains were actually lost during World War II, so they oh. haven't been able to be studied further. Right. But when she was found, she was found under a woolen cloak, and they think she died between 200 BCE and 80 BCE. ADCE. Wow. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Holy. Wow. Yeah. So she was either, they also named her the Eyed Girl, and she was executed or sacrificed. Jeez. They found a woolen band around her neck. There's Actually, a lot of wool involved. <laughs> two different bodies. Um, but yeah, so there's a stab wound in the area of the collarbone, but it's not determined as the cause of death. She died while unconscious. Um, there were no defensive wounds. Weird. Yeah. That's so weird. Because, I mean, it makes sense for the murders, for sure. Like, yeah. for the defensive wounds stuff. It's I'm super fascinated with the ones that are, like, seemingly willingly or, like, ritual. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, they would be really old. And then yeah, the most convenient place to get rid of the, the bodies probably would have just been a bog, right? Whatever I mean, was nearest, yeah. If they yeah. lived by a bog in the area, yeah. Yeah. And if it's, like, so old that they don't... They weren't burying, having, like, full funerals and stuff like that yet. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Because, yeah, some of these are ancient. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. Wow. Really cool. I mean, I know it's not, like, super up. Uh, like, well, it's kind of a bummer. None of them are recent sad murders, really. Like, Which is nice, these yeah. These are old, um, just kind of cool artifact bodies. Yeah, we try to sprinkle other forms of horror in there yeah. than just, like, other guess way. what? The world's a cruel place. Like, <laughs> You already know that. Yeah, we're we're all intimate with that. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It, I'm, yeah. Hex, I hope you enjoyed your bog bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was interesting researching them, and it was fun because, like, I didn't have to find – there aren't very many details on each one. Yeah, All they can give mysterious. you is, like, pro- approximate date of death and – Maybe the cause of death if they're lucky. Yeah. And their oh, age and wild. stuff. But yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks All for right. the suggestion. And yeah, I, I guess we're closing off then. Yeah. yeah. So we are on Patreon. At yeah, we're Patreon. on Patreon. Patreon.com slash two scared siblings. Yep. Patreon.com slash two scared siblings. We're going to start doing merch too. Yeah. Ren's boyfriend is going to do some artwork for us, I think. Yes. And then we're going to get that started. Yeah, it's going to be fun. 
Um, uh, yeah, that'll probably be on Store Envy. I'll obviously link it when it's up. And we're everywhere else is Two Scared Siblings, except for Twitter, Two Scared Sibs. Scary Twitter. Scary, scary Twitter. <laughs> oh, Andrea, you're just like now being welcomed into the world of the internet. I am. Like, of of I just had, like stumbling into things. I have never really tweeted until we started this podcast. Yeah. And now I'm fumbling my way through it. Well, and Twitter is awkward because like it's not chronological. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's yeah. so awkward. And you have to make a thread if you want to like keep it all in one place so that you don't like spam tweet. It's it's really it's not intuitive unless you've been on it for a while. Yeah. So I'm getting yeah. the hang of it. Yeah, you're you're doing all I'm right. Working, you're doing I'm all working right. through it. We should find some uh, bog bodies to like see like some of the photos of the like oh, really yes. old ones, you know. I can post some. I'll post some yeah, on the really Instagram and Twitter. Ones. Yeah, like the historical museum ones. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, that'd be neat. And you know what? I might actually start working on our website too. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's there. We have uh, it. By the time this is released, I might have actually done some work on that. Yeah. It's twoscaredsiblings.com. Be... Yeah, just straight up. Just check it out. And if it's not there, I haven't done anything. Yeah. And for <laughs> our $5 tier Patreon, uh, Patreons. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, for our Patronuses. $5. Patronus. <laughs> For our five dollar tier Patronus, which is just like a ghostly like like dollar bill that appears <laughs> like when you cast it, yeah, um, yeah. For we're having a short episode release soon, and you can look forward to some terrible, terrible things that happened in January. So yeah. yes, we're recording that tomorrow. Yeah, so which that's will exciting. have been four-ish days ago when this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> time is weird. So, look forward to that. Okay. Time is a mess. Screw time. <laughs> Disaster. We'll, ma- we'll make our own. We'll make our own time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm good at crafting, so <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right. So, that's all. Um, yeah. yeah. Keep those bog bodies, the sweaty tube man, close to your heart. You. And sleep well. Bye. Mm. <laughs> Kissing. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs>